This reminds me of like Mormon ladies I, I used to know who, since Mormons can't masturbate, what they would do instead is Mormon ladies in particular would just do lots and lots and lots of crunches and be like, yes, I'm going to be fit. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to Secretly Timid. My name's John. I'm here with Otino and Megan. What's up? How are you guys doing? I am amazed. Everybody <laughs> sounds amazing. No, no, trust me. I am I'm amazing. The uh, Yeah, I'm feeling pretty good despite the dreary weather outside. All right. Well, uh, the featured music this week is Sideways by Lauren Ruth Ward. Um, let's see a little promo for her. A prolific artist in every medium she touches. Lauren has been a hairstylist for nine years, while at the same time shifting her creative focus to to her music in partnership with her co-writer and guitarist Eduardo Rivera. On the new album, Well Hell, Lauren's arresting voice slices through the classic rock instrumentation delivered through the perfect modern filter by her band. So, um, she's going to be touring. It seems like she has a couple of shows in Los Angeles. So, um, check it out at the end of the show. Um, it's a new year. It's a new you. It's a new me. How's everybody doing? Megan, how are you doing? Shitty. <laughs> Why are you doing shitty? How can we help? Uh, well, I'm Aww. staying in a dirt bag motel. Well, it's actually a hotel. I think, I think there's a difference in, uh, Ashland, Kentucky for two days, two nights until I can get into my Airbnb. I just got back from the Westin in Columbus, so this is a, a pretty far step down. Um, I'm sorry. So feel feel badly for me. Also, I'm here all by myself, and it sounds oh, like you're sick. Sorry, sorry. I have been sick. This is like day nine of being sick. Have uh, you been like shoving lots of garlic and ginger and you know vitamin C and dude, it totally works. It does not work. Vitamin totally C and works. chicken soup. And pizza. There you go. But oh, the you know. pizza is independent of my sickness. I just always eat pizza. Fair enough. Megan, I don't know how it is in, over in Appalachia, but down in the Texas area, we have mm-hmm. like one of the worst flu outbreaks ever. I haven't had it yet. Otina, I got my flu it? shot, motherfucker. I'm safe. <laughs> I, well, I don't know anybody here, so I don't know if they have the flu or not. But like um, people have died. This is not like a, a GI thing for me. It's all It's all like from the lungs up. Oh, well, the flu is in GI anyway. You don't have vomiting oh, really? from the flu. Yeah. That's a, that's a common oh. misconception. The flu is more like you're tired. You can't fucking, you get sweaty. You just, you're lethargic as fuck and you just want to die. I have the flu every day of my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, guys. That sounds like my baseline. Yeah, so. like vomiting and diarrhea are typically not flu. Oh, what is that? That's just vomiting and diarrhea. That's like just a stomach bug. Or food poisoning. Or, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and proselytize the wonders and delights of the, of the flu shot for you non-believers out there and or anti Really? You? Else. Yes, I will. I didn't think you would do that. Um, I know my immune system's limits pretty You're well. letting the government put toxins in your body. Um, you guys can continue to do this weirdo whack job pseudo, <laughs> pseudo libertarian you know the government's out to implant x-files styled capsules into our bloodstream i thought that was like. i thought that was your gig which is why i said it 
No, no, trust me. (laughs) Especially now that I'm getting all old and crotchety, I'm definitely going to be an increasing fan of taking care of me by all the means necessary, including vaccines, flu shots, supplements, exercise, regular eating of green things, all the things that's appropriate. Well, look, man, if you're getting flu shots, then I'll get a flu shot. Okay, fine, you convinced me. I'll do it. I can get it for free at work. Actually, at work, they said, you have to have a flu shot. And if you don't have a flu shot, then you have to wear a mask with your patients for every session. I was like, fuck that. I'm not going to do either. Maybe a little behind the curve when it comes to the flu shot. And furthermore, that's probably one of the reasons why you're sick now is that you said fuck that. I Just thought, saying. but I always thought that, I mean, I was always under the impression that the flu shot wasn't really effective because it was based on last year's flu. And there's so many different strains that are just kind of guessing on I will what tell could you what possibly be each year, they choose the strain um, that against which they are going to immunize people. Because they okay, so it starts out in China, like the flu season, I guess. So whatever first happens in China, whatever strain that is, that's the one that they choose for the rest of the world to. Uh, um, so wait, patient zero is always in China. That is what a nurse told me at work. I don't know anything about it personally, but this is what I was told. Well, as a person that pretty much gets sick twice a year, and usually for not more than you know three to five days at a time, and has been getting flu shots pretty regularly for the last like 10 years, I'll tell you that I don't get... I mean, seriously, I get sick twice a year, and it's not that bad, and I get better. So, with that advice in mind... Okay, do it! <laughs> But I also do things like, you know, large quantities of fire cider and, you know, garlic and ginger broths and spicy food. The and things like that, that the olden timey people did and they still died. Yeah, yeah. Old timey people from where <laughs> olden timey folk from where though? And by no, the way, like from from uh from uh you know, like the Mayflower days. Yeah, yeah, let's let's talk about how they probably did not consume large <laughs> quantities of garlic or ginger or the fucking Mayflower. The ones that put flowers over their nose to protect them from the black death. From the, from the, from the malaria? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Fucking ridiculous. The humors will get you, man. Be careful. Make sure that your phlegm and that your fucking like, uh, bilious fluid are properly balanced. Otherwise, you're going to need to be bled properly. Actually, that wouldn't make sense. If your blood and your phlegm are out of balance, they may have to be bled or coughed accordingly in order to ensure that your humors are then balanced. Hmm. That's, uh, that's where the Ring Around the Rosie song came from, you know, black during death the plague. Era? Yeah. Yeah. But I, I don't know. All I know is ginger and garlic, A, make you feel amazing. B, are great for stomachs. And C... I do like ginger. Yeah, I mean, I mean, honestly, best case scenario, you eat delicious food and your breath smells kind of wacky. Worst case, I, I mean, worst case scenario... The vampires away. Yeah, exactly. Vampire, there's really nothing wrong with consuming vast quantities of, quantities of ginger and garlic. So... I'm, uh, I'm doing... Actually, I forgot. You would, you'd probably be into this. Um, what's this shit called? Um... Fuck! I think it's like called Carbon Sixty. Have you heard of that? Carbon Sixty. It's um, isn't that raw water thing? Or no, like that, no. That's by the way. Fuck all of those people. But go ahead. Stupid. What's raw water? We'll get there. Let's, let's listen to the John. With blood in it carbon, or something. Carbon, <laughs> it's only. Carbon Sixty olive oil. It's huh? this olive oil. Um, okay. Blah blah blah. For, anyway, it's supposed to. It's they they supposedly did this testing on these rats. 
and it prolonged their life and helped them burn fat and mm. help their mind and all this shit. So I got some because it's sold out. Like it's really expensive on Amazon. And there's of course it is cheap shit um, that I bought on Amazon. And you just do a teaspoon a day, and I'm like, why not? I'll try it and see if it if it does anything. I don't know if it's doing anything, but I'm doing it because you know why not? <laughs> like, the only thing that was the only thing that was a little disturbing is. On the package, it said, this is for lab use only. It is not meant for consumption. Oh, my fucking And God. here I am, like, just put it on, <laughs> on a teaspoon. Let's swallow that's, it down. That's all you, buddy. It that's tastes just you. like olive oil. I, I have no idea what carbon... Is it referred to a particular isotope of carbon or something like that? Uh, I'm assuming it's the 60 isotope. <laughs> wow. Carbon. Let me see if I can actually find something that's not an advertisement for it. You know what else is carbon? You could just, like... Eat charcoal. Yeah, exactly. There you go. I mean, activated charcoal for, for dummies or whatever. I, I got that char- charcoal powder uh, toothpaste. It's supposed to whiten your teeth. That's like a powder. Mm-hmm. Again, see, I'm turning into a fucking hippie too. I don't know if it's working or not, but um, okay. Top nine surprising of C60 oil. Oh, boy. Um, again, this is another thing from an advertisement, so I don't know how... <laughs> It's you just, read it then. It's worthless. You what find me something like peer journal reviewed or, no, or sponsored this. by. It, this is, there are references to this. There are links. Oh my God. Carboxyl C60 prevents nerve cells from dying oh by boy. either dehydration or amyloid beta, no. which causes Alzheimer's. No. That's number one. Number two is it protects against free radicals. I don't know what a free radical is, but it protects against it. I could explain. Well, whatever. It prevents inflammation. It ki- That's number three. Number four, it kills viruses. What? Yes. When the right kind of photons... By what mechanism? With the right kind of photons? It can okay, deactivate please, please, mosquito please viruses. Please stop with the fake news. Please stop Number with five, the fake news. Uh, C60 protects oh nerves. Oh, God. Nerves can die from being fired too often and work too hard. Hydroxyl what? C60 protects no, nerves from no, dying due to overwork no, in cell cultures. No. Stop this insanity no, right seriously. now. Seriously. I'm on number six. There's only nine. No, no, oh, number six, it, pre- it prevents <sighs> osteoarthritis. How? B- via what mechanism? I'm, I'm, I'm glad you asked. Oh, <laughs> Water-soluble C- C60 prevents stress-induced damage, prevents uh, the breakdown of bones. It also it doesn't say how, how it just prevents. No, which is, which is why prevents should, the breakdown of on, bones. John, John, you are actively putting like dangerous, crazy, wacky memes into the ether right now. I have put a lot of repeating. dangerous shit in me. Yeah, yeah, no, no, not into you, into the rest of the collective culture. And I'm this is like still kicking. Absolute and, uh, thought poison. I know there are only three people that listen to this podcast but aren't we doing a free advertisement right now yeah seriously what, let's not do this are they paying you john Number they're paying seven. you aren't they are john is totally being paid seven. by carbon 60 you didn't even answer your question john is yet. totally being paid by carbon 60 so it um, improves obesity and metabolic syndrome if i can get a cut of those funds that'd be awesome because you know number eight it kills bacteria and number nine prevents uv damage brother try yeah. to pay bills right now so if anything you want to kick over from your carbon 60 like millions you're getting right now uh there the are some reasons you guys know what else kills bacteria? Fire. As does like bleach. In fact, John, I hear that bleach has some excellent health benefits you should look into. Well, I'm also, I mean, I'm, I'm doing the, the MTC oil too that's supposed to have some crazy good benefits. And I do lysine to keep away the uh, cold sores. Mm-hmm. Um, I do fish oil for something. I don't know why. They just always said you should ingest fish oil for that B-complex or some bullshit. Yes. Yes, there are a number of reasons to consider that kind of supplement. And I have shampoo that has stem cells in it that's supposed to make stem my hair cells? strong. From what? Like Cambodian babies? What the fuck? I don't 
know. You don't know from. where the stem cells come from. You putting weirdo oh, stem cells. They, they came directly from Planned Parenthood. Apparently, <laughs> via one of it's dude's things. <laughs> oh, fucking a. There is so much information now that we have access to as humans that I really do think there should be some kind of, I mean, either A, we as individuals need to be taught at a very young age how to more readily discern true from false, or at least our own innate critical thinking abilities, or there needs to be some sort of other agency that's responsible for going through and encouraging the veracity of statements from, from, from whatever source. I mean, allegedly, the federal government is supposed to do some of that via the FDA or the FCC or the uh, a number of other organizations that's supposed to go through. and Because like, I actually was a podcast I listened to recently about how the Food and Drug Administration really can't do jack or fuck all when it comes to, when it comes to supplements. Supplements can mm-hmm. contain like fucking... Oh, yeah, sawdust and mouse poop. About that. Yeah, yeah. You can put basically sawdust and mouse poop into a bottle and say, "Hey, mm. this will adjust your like sodium levels or something," and ain't nobody gonna say shit. Well, I mean, I'm sure as soon as their customers start dying, the first class action lawsuit comes out. Yeah, but, but what happens when there's a convenient little checkbox at the bottom that says, "Hey, in purchasing this product, you've read our EULA and say that you will you are now exempt from yeah. being able to pursue class action class action mm. lawsuits." Anybody which is which is the case for that. which is the case for several products right now. Like if you have a by the way, if you have a PSN account, you are you when you signed up for the last, I think it was an update, two updates. Was that ago, a PlayStation Network? Yeah, if you oh. signed up for a, a PSN and you uh, and you have a, P, a PlayStation and you uploaded the update from about two cycles ago, unless you mailed them and said, "Hey, I am opting out of your opting me out of class action lawsuits." Congratulations, you just signed away your ability to sue Sony if they fuck you over. I mean, there's this. That, that, well, that, that little bit of minutia in EULAs is not uncommon. Well, I've heard of most companies, like large companies, if you like, you know, like the iTunes thing that you agreed to, there's most of them, they have like an arbitration clause. That kind yeah, of, where basically you have to go to one yeah. of their courts with one of their lawyers and one of their judges and so on to, to argue your case. And unless you opt out of the arbitration, you have no legal recourse. So I, 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 I find myself profoundly unsurprised if similar but things But there are exist. other ways around that, though. You're the legal maybe not in the courts. Maybe am. not. No, I'm not even talking about the courts. But I mean, pitchforks and torches. Pretty much social media. If you, if let's say if if my if my stem cell shampoo blinds me, and by buying it I somehow rid away my rights to a legal recourse. I mean, look at what happened with Chaz Dean. That shit. You're gonna have to have somebody else put it on social media for you, though. If you're blind, this is this is one important point. That's but the other, but the other important point is that's also. <laughs> <laughs> yes and no, but maybe. But the, the point I'm going to make regardless is that so you're going to rely upon basically the luck of the draw of social media, whether or not you're saying I, I got blinded by at. whatever going, vinyl, well, going because, viral. Because if I'm blinded. As opposed to a legal framework. Because if I'm blinded, I'm not the only one that's blinded. You, you know? I would yeah, rather yeah. not piss in the wind like that, yo. That just seems like, you know, firing a gun up into the air and hoping you hit a bird for dinner. I mean, really? Come on. Speaking of hunting, Regina's hunting right now. Oh, which is fishing. Quail? Pheasant? Which is hunting in the water, I guess. Yeah. Right? Fishing? Hunt- Wait. Is she's she fishing and Dynamite hunting. fishing? Yeah, she's hunting and fishing. For such a gentle soul, she likes killing things. She really does. I'm very confused about this. I got into a very intense argument with a close friend recently about her veganism and my lack thereof. I wouldn't say an argument, a very intense discussion. And um, 
personally, I hate talking I'm a, to vegans. I don't dislike talking to vegans, but my, I'm personally of the opinion that, like, you know, if you can stomach the moral conundrum of killing something and you wish to eat that thing after you've killed it, that's between you and your assorted gods and goddesses. Except I don't kill it. I feel like a a particular type of coward because I love meat, but I could never kill anything the, except for a person, maybe. So, to be frank, people that can't do that i think should really just stop eating meat though if you couldn't kill it yourself then you really like oh i agree i agree that i should stop eating meat i would love to do that but the the additional problem is that i have terrible willpower which means none at all i just recently discovered that i fucking love pork shoulder and that's the reason why you're and that's the reason why you're not a vegan is because of pork shoulder no but i'm just saying that tom thumb has buy one get two free (laughs) <laughs> on pork, oh. on big fucking pork shoulders too, oh. and I've been making meals out of them. Ketosis, yeah. I've got to do it for my diet. I, I mean, that's fair enough. There's, there, there but I'm with Megan. Do... I don't think I could kill anything. But but at the same time, I love eating meat, and it's just it's just a hypocrisy that I'm going to have yeah. to deal with. Because there's no tree that's sprouting out like you know styrofoam backed plastic wrapped pork shoulders. It's it, it, it's a thing that's, that's smarter than a dog that is dead now. So. Just saying. I don't think I'd eat a person. I, I would. think I would. I think I would feel way less badly about it than I do about eating animals. I mean, if it were legal. I. I mean, I'm not. No, I can. I can. No, I can. Even with that. What was that movie about? That real alive. life. Uh, alive. Uh, alive. Yeah. Soccer, soccer team. team. Brazilian thing. Yeah. I can do it. I think I would be like. I don't want to freeze to death either. I'm gonna have to find some other way to to take me out. I would rather not eat a person, given the options, but if it was a matter of life and death, I, I wouldn't have an issue with it. Really? I, like, I know one of the stories we're going we're gonna to talk about is, has to do with suicide, but I feel like there's some instances in my life where I'm, I would come to the realization that this is the time, <laughs> you know? Like, like, like when I was watching Walking Dead the first season, um, they're the very last episode of the first season. Sorry if it's spoilers, but it was like 10 years ago. Possible walking dead spoiler. They were in the CDC and, uh, my favorite character decided, cause there, there was like, apparently in the CDC, they actually do have these fail safe things where the whole thing will explode because there's all those viruses. And if there's a contamination, you know, like the, the thing will do. fucking explode. Yeah. At and, least in the walking dead universe. I no, I think it's like in the real universe too. I mean, that'd be great, but I doubt it's actually Um, <laughs> Well, I'll look it up. Um, but anyway, one of the characters was like, I'm staying in here. I'm just going to fucking explode. I'd be like, yeah, that's me too. I don't want to get eaten by like dead people, and I don't want to kill dead people, and I don't want to like not have access to... You can't to... kill dead people. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, I'd be like, you know what? <laughs> this is a sign that this is the best way to You end. guys, you know what? I'm really excited that this has this conversation has turned toward cannibalism. Now this is my kind of podcast. Wow. <laughs> so wait, wait, wait. Megan, the, the two things you've actively advocated for discussing the podcast thus far are... Dicks and cannibalism. So does this mean that you really enjoy hot dogs way too much? Or is this something else we should oh, yeah. you? Or are you a big oh, yeah. raging kielbasa fan? I don't even know how to eat a person. Like, what do you do? Start with the kielbasa. Well, you don't need to know how because you're not supposed to do it right now, so... I just know, like, the pork shoulder that I eat... Just wait until the Trumpocalypse. The the pork shoulder that I eat does not resemble a pig at all. Like, I wouldn't know... If he gave me a pig, and they were like, okay, 
fix it to, you know, put it on the Barbie, I wouldn't know what to do. That's actually an excellent question. Now I find myself wondering, a traditional butchery is... Um, around the idea, or at least modernized butchery, how much of that is designed to make the th- make the flesh look less like flesh? And, because you know, there are plenty of people that don't want to eat like you know head cheese or don't oh, yeah. want the head attached to the um, animal when you roast it or whatever else. Don't even know what Whereas that is. In, what in, is head cheese? Well, we'll get there. But where where I come from, you know. I always get confused when I get when I go to a restaurant and I get served a whole fish and the head and the tail are missing or the head's missing. I'm like, where's the rest head of the fish? Because like the head's one of the best parts. I know I don't want to eat a thing with a head on it uh, attached. Like you know, like those eyes, fancy cheeks, fucking places delicious. that have like the pig, like the whole pig. Mm-hmm. I I'm not into that at all. See, and this is the thing. Why? So that's basically you dissociating from the fact exactly. that it's and, and and it's it's that dissociation that's the unhealthy thing. We're only able to consume meat in the crass ways we're able to do it because, as far as we're concerned, and I'm it's okay a, with it's that. It's an invisible factory thing that pops up on your on your table one day, and I, that's inherently I unhealthy. I admit that I am a bad person, and I also admit that I would rather have tasty food than be a good person. Yeah, I and I feel badly about that. I just don't think about it. It's funny. This is making me increasingly inch more, more and more towards going strict pescatarian, just because I have no problem with killing these things, but I don't want to be associated with the with the. Oh, I feel bad if you go to the restaurant and you see the lobsters and the thingy. I want to save them. Oh yeah, that's terrible. Oh no, no, this is my thing. If I'm going to eat you, if I'm hungry. I have no problem with killing you. To me, the issue is the I, waste. Oh, you know. No, no, no. To I me, cannot issue, see. Me, I cannot the, see slaughtering a goat. I just when was the last time you, you killed an animal? Yeah. When, uh, last time I was in Kenya. Oh, let's when do hot that? topic. I don't want to hear this story. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. Why is it not playing? Who wants to go first? <laughs> For the record, last time I was in Kenya was very I recent. I don't want to. I'm not, I'm not going to tell a story. It was very recent. He just said very recent. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. Who wants to go first? I, I want to um, go last as always. I'll go first. Okay, go. And then Otino can go. Um, by now, I'm sure all of you have heard this story. Um, there's a... Oh, careful. Don't pull that shit out. Don't pull that shit out. You're going to have to unwire yourself, Otino. Almost. Almost a catastrophe. Careful. Careful. The courts. The courts. Megan, do you know who Logan Paul is? Is he a YouTube guy? He is a YouTube guy. Because I just read that in the news this week. That's how I know how who he is. I. It's interesting because all people our age, we shit on the YouTube stars that they're not real celebrities. They're not really talented. Blah blah blah. But the younger generation, what I didn't know, like that's their television. They watch these people on youtube like they consume all the stuff that they put out um so he is in fact a celebrity and he has a very large following um he does mostly what, what is he famous for what does he do on his channel he's prolific he he does like a video almost a video a day and it i i'm gonna i, I confess i've never seen any Wait, of his videos hold on a minute. robert pollard writes like a song a day but that doesn't mean that all of them are good no, I'm not what saying I'm not putting any value on him at all. Um, he acts like a goof, and people find him funny and entertaining. So, so he just talks about whatever and acts silly. He acts or, silly. 
So, um, like, he has, like, a video version of this podcast. No. He's no. he's not talking about current events in his videos. He's oh, okay. harassing people in the street and stuff like that. Yeah, this isn't like this isn't like, you know, actual information laden no. stuff. This no, is... but I mean he's he's making over a million dollars a year on the YouTube clips. Um I he popped on my radar because he briefly dated an actress named Chloe Bennett, who's uh the star of the show Agents of Shield, which which I watch. Briefly dated. They're not dating anymore. Um, but anyway, he started popping up in her videos on Instagram because she Instagrams everything. And I was like, who's this guy? He's kind of he's kind of attractive. Maybe not really. He's He has a nice body, but the face is kind of... He looks like a douche. He is a douchebag. Um, and he acted like a douchebag on her videos. So I'm like, why? Had she jumped from that hot guy that was on The Walking Dead? Um, unknown callback, but there it is. Um, what? I don't remember what his name. I don't even know what his name is, but he was one of the actors on The Walking Dead for like season six to seven, and he got killed off um, to this douchebag. Um, but anyway, so um, they had planned. This is ooh juicy tidbit. Oh they had planned to have New Year's in Japan, but the internet started speculating when he was there by himself, and she was still in L.A. So Maybe she just didn't want to go into the suicide forest. <laughs> she she unfollowed him. He unfollowed her. So they they for the record, they broke oh, up. For the record, well, using Japan is amazing. By the way, if yeah. you do it, and aren't like you know horribly culturally insensitive and, and oh, God. offensive the entire time. Just so, the world is a terrible place. Yeah. So he was filming one of his vlog things in uh, this forest called Aokigahara. Gahara. I don't know if I pronounced that right, but. Um, it's known for a place where people commit suicide. And so while filming, he came across a uh, person who had committed suicide. And rather than acting like uh, a person with compassion, he uh, turned it in a little bit into a, a joke and was being incredibly insensitive and then flipped it and to try to do that whole, you know, suicide's a serious thing. Um, posted the video. Um, the... Twitterverse had a very negative reaction to it. Um, he then pulled the video, did like an apology video, which he monetized, which I didn't know it was a thing on YouTube, where you can choose to sell advertisements to it or not, which caused a further shitstorm because people were like, oh my God, he and YouTube are getting paid for doing this insincere apology after people you know, reacted um, as you would think that they would react. And then, <laughs> then further videos came out of him being uh, racist in Japan. I don't know if that's the term we should use, but he was being incredibly insensitive, um, evoking all sorts of stereotypical uh, uh, stereotypes. Stereotypical stereotypes. That's probably not the best way to say it. Whoa. Stereotypical um, stereotypes. <laughs> he was being incredibly... That's he was the being the Americans we don't want to be... You know, yeah, he's he's that guy that you go overseas with, and and who says in the restaurant, "This doesn't taste like McDonald's." He's, he's worse. Than, he's worse than that guy. Like we wanted him to be that guy. He's the guy that throws pokeballs at at Japanese police officers, saying, "I I choose you." To be perfectly frank, if he had done this in any other culture that doesn't have the same kind of if we ignore them, they'll go away mentality that Japan has and that extreme tolerance for foreigners because they are foreign. Um, 
if he had done this in any other country in the world that doesn't didn't have that as part of their fundamental culture, he may not have come back alive. In the mashup, mine from Paul's own vlogs, he is seen gallivanting around in a stereotypical rice hat and robe, walking with his hands held in a prayer position in a meaning Tokyo as a, quote, real live cartoon. He smashes that's a not game. Even Japan, that's China. <laughs> Wow. Um, he smashes a Game Boy Color at a store and then announces to the attendant that the device is Mucho Brokeno. He throws Pokeballs at people in Japan while screaming, I choose you. Repeatedly touches them with fish and tentacles that he acquired from a, uh, from a uh, seafood vendor. Uh, so, I mean, like, just no, no. I, I, I mean, <laughs> I'm just thinking of all the places where if he'd done something similar to this in a cultural fashion, he would have gotten the shit kicked out of him. Well, it's interesting because he's part of like, I mean, there's that type of, I was watching some show on, I don't even remember what it was where it was kind of like that prank type of humor that's just really people being dicks to people filming and then just to film their reactions. Mm. In fact, one of my friends on Facebook posted this thing where this man would walk around with like a fart machine, uh, like a button that made it sound like he would <laughs> fart. And he would walk up to people and fart around them and they'd film their reactions. Most of them were all humorous but it's like, I don't find that funny. Like well, if a stranger farted on me, I'd be like, what the fuck? You know? But people find that stuff funny. Well, so. the thing, no, no. In, there is, there are a number of shows in Japan that do prank style live comedy stuff. Yeah. One of the famous, most long running ones is called Gaki no Tsukai. and basically it's a lot. Um, a lot of it is them in a controlled environment doing silly yeah. things. But some of the older ones, I'm not sure if those are if, if they still do live type stuff or if they decided to stop doing this as much. But they used to go for like you know, person in a strange situation having this thing happen to them and not know what's going on and so on. Oh my but, god, I just remembered one. I'm going to tell you about once you're done. But the, the, the point is though that like those were culturally aware mm-hmm. in the sense that you know if you were to. If you were to take any joke from any random culture on the, on the planet and translate it directly into English as literally as possible and tell the joke, it probably wouldn't fly. There's a certain degree of uh, a, a nuance, um, larger cultural forms and or thought forms you got to pack in there someplace. There's some kind of context they have to take place in. So him going around whatever part of Tokyo or wherever else he was in being a jackass the reason the cops got called on it was because, hey, this crazy Americans wandering around being a jackass. Yeah, they don't. Know, I don't feel safe. Yeah, like they don't know. They don't know the intention. Is they he, don't know. Is he crazy? Is he? What the fuck's going on here? Mm-hmm. So I. Uh, this the, made me. Are so we moving away from the fact that this was in the suicide forest? And uh, well, this no, no, no. Is a separate but, thing. Well, this is. I mean, this, universally yeah. just. Well, offensive. okay. The, the the thing is, the other big thing is, the suicide forest is not like, oh, trip, fall, I'm in the suicide forest. It's oh yeah, in a particular yeah. Purpose. There's like signs in, in in Japanese, basically saying, hey guys, please don't do this. Mm-hmm. I know you're walking in this section of the forest. Please don't do this. Here are the helplines. I mean, basically, you have to know where you're going. You have to go there with a purpose. It's not like he stumbled yeah, like, he oh, went look, there dead body purpose. by If you go to the suicide forest, you are going to see a dead person. Yeah, it's like us going to the Golden Gate Bridge and just waiting yeah. to see somebody jump. But have you seen the, the Japanese prank where um, it's, I, I don't know where they are. They're on the top of a mountain, and it's, and it's they built this, like, sauna for men to go, they, like, take off all their clothes, they mm-hmm. sit in this massage chair, and then the chair turns around. 
<laughs> and shoots him. <laughs> and it's like they're ski Off things. The cliff or something no, like they're that. going down the mountain and they're like fuck ass naked. I'll, after this show, I'm going to have to show it to you. It's hilarious. Wow. Yeah. Through all these men, they're like, and all of a sudden the chair turns around, like, what the fuck's going on? And then I've the door is open, and then poom, and then I they think just I've shoot seen out. This video, and it's pretty surreal. <laughs> the best one that it was a father and his son, the little boy jumped on his lap. We're like, oh no! Oh, but I, shit. but the boy didn't get the ejector. Yeah, that's that's a whole other level of yeah. Again, <laughs> not to distract from the social context some of these things exist in. I wouldn't be surprised if those are set up, though. It's like a matter of, hey, like you signed this release form, mm-hmm. you go to this thing. Nobody knows what goes on, but just to wander around and be an ass. In, in I think there was, there was, was it English? I don't think it was an American one. The other good one was the, uh, when they, it was like a park setting and they dug this huge trench and filled it with water and then put leaves all over it so that it, you can't tell that there's like water mm. and people would just bicycle into it and like fall into the water. Mm. Funny pranks. Yeah, Japan has its share of pranks. That was, was, well, that, was that definitely them. was not Japan. It was white people that <laughs> ah, were flying okay. into it. They, they were mostly walking into it, but then there was a bicyclist who like, oh shit. Can you imagine gonna go the down. lawyers you have to have to work for one of those? That's why I, I was saying it's definitely that did not happen in America because they wouldn't be able to do it. Kind of like the, uh, the uh, I think this was like South America or something where they had like this huge motorized spider. Dead at night, like in an abandoned subway that wasn't really well traveled, and people would go down this thing, and they, they had all these spa- fake spider webs, and then this huge robotic spider comes out. You could watch people lose their shit and yeah, run away to get away from it. That's nightmare fuel. I don't know. Let's let's not continue to yeah. equate actual prank shows with a cock monkey being a cock monkey because that's don't what say it was. cock monkey because cock monkeys are good. I it's common asshole, but assholes are good cock. too. Like technically, okay. Let's now also get into a better discussion of why insults can be problematic depending on yeah. the nature of the sexual insult. But whatever. Point of the matter is, fuck that guy. Yeah, fuck him. Megan, what's your story? Um, of my life. Yes, from the beginning, you first came out of your mother's vagina, took a breath, and then. Well, I don't know that that happened. They said that it did, but. Are you, I'm so skeptical. Are you from an egg or C-section or maybe? Well, who you, knows? You're from an egg, but I meant more like hard-shelled, like yeah. avian I was egg. born. I lived in Peoria. I lived in St. Louis. I lived in Peoria. I lived in Dallas. I lived in Denton. I lived in Champaign. I lived in Huntington, and now I live nowhere. Very exciting. Okay. Um. What? Well, my story. Oh, right. The real one. Um. Okay. CDC plans session on preparing for a nuclear detonation. Have you guys read this? No, I saw the I saw the title though, and I was like, okay. skip it. I don't I don't want to prepare. I want to be surprised. I wish I'd, <laughs> I'd read it though, but do go on. I don't know if I should be alarmed or not about this. Like, does the CDC know something? Well, I know they know things that I don't know, obviously. But does the CDC know something? specifically about this current administration. Well, I mean, I think that we all, I need to know. I think we and all know it, me Megan. Megan, he's on, our president is on Twitter talking about the size of his button. So I think, I think the I know, CDC I sees and, the and writing on the wall and they're like, we just need to get prepared, guys. I'm more curious. About- I want the timing to be coincidental, but I also know <laughs> there's no such thing as a coincidence. So... My first question is, is this the first time they've done something along these lines? Is it part of an annual drill? or a, I'm know? sure they probably did it in the 1960s. 
mean, I, I would love to read that article, but it, because that's my first question: is how much of an alarmist are we being, or is it a matter of this is like this is a casual thing they always do, or is this the first time ever in the history of this country they've done this that, that this particular organization has done this particular kind of preparation? The first time in the history of this organization. Yes. Okay, well, now I'm even more alarmed than I was before I spoke is it? to you. I'm asking. You which tell isn't me. the first time that this has happened. No, no, I'm asking. You tell me. Is this the first time the CDC has done this kind of a... Uh, oh, I don't know, man. I don't... Um, have you seen... I don't know. While Megan's know looking, have you seen the little film? There was a little video that showed um, all the different nuclear tests that were done by every single continent and country ever yeah and i couldn't help but notice from, all the fancy european countries like to detonate their nukes in their colonies which is great yeah that was really Just alarming fuck all of them i mean they yeah they test nuclear bombs all the fucking time well uh, more importantly again at least the u.s well no i can't even say that the u.s used to do them on u.s soil now then did them on bikini at all anywhere else anywhere now else we just far like away sh- as possible. seems like they shoot them off in the ocean and well shit. yeah but the, the well, it's not that just can't be good. There, are, there are small islands they're vaporizing one by one. But I just found it particularly telling that all of the European nations that were testing their nukes were testing them in their former African colonies. Mm-hmm. They weren't even testing them in Europe, which is fair enough. Okay, sure. Nobody wants that around you. Yeah. So why the fuck are you testing it in your fucking ex-colonies? Because they don't want oh, it okay. in your soil. Do you want an answer to your yeah. question? Sure, please. Okay. The CDC holds grand rounds virtually monthly on topics such as birth defects, prevention, diseases spread by ticks, and sodium reduction. A previous grand rounds on radiological and nuclear disaster preparedness was offered in March 2010. So it has been done before. Um, something similar, at least, yes. Mm. I've got a question for you guys. Like, yeah. And I'm sure we've probably talked about this before, but the only thing is kind of shitty for us and other countries to tell other countries you can't have nuclear weapons if we have nuclear weapons. Say again? Like, who the fuck are we to tell Iran they can't have nukes? Who the fuck are we to tell North Korea they can't have nukes? Well, no, we can't tell them that. Even even though, you know, I mean, I I don't know. I guess the world's kind of crazy right now. There's a direct correlation between the possession of nuclear weapons and the degree to which... A, the given first world countries will listen to what you have to say and or what your desires are in the, in, the, in, the, in the political sphere. You aren't taken seriously until you are a legitimate threat, which is, you know, human nature on a fucking uh, 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 world diplomatic scale in a gloriously terrible fashion, but that's one of the unfortunate <clears throat> realities about our present political moment. But isn't it funny how specifically Republicans who will profess that if we want to be a safe nation, the nation would be safer if everybody was armed, because if everybody was armed, nobody would do anything because for fear of getting shot. Except but, for nuclear weapons. How but, about that? But North Korea can't have a nuclear weapon. I'm not saying that I want North Korea to have a nuclear weapon, but wouldn't that kind of that same logic... They're not going to shoot one because they know if they shoot one, we're going to shoot one. Wouldn't that still... The... I know it's on a grander well, and, and, scheme. Yeah, I was gonna say, I, I like what you're saying, but unfortunately, it's it broken by the fact that you know, if if one person fires a gun, then a whole bunch of people might fire a gun, and at the most, you got the people in that building get shot. Mm-hmm. If one person fires a nuke and everybody else fires their nukes, then I think that's kind of where experience we're at, a though. nuclear winter and the possibility of humanity not surviving into the next century. I think that's where we're at, though. I don't want to be an alarmist, but I think that's kind of where we're at, you so, know, because we have North Korea saying 
I'm going to shoot my, my gun. And then we have our president saying, I'm going to shoot my gun too. And my gun's bigger than your gun. And then, you know, the so, rest of the world's like, it's crazy, y'all. Crazy so shit. A discussion about a uh, uh, global manifestation of toxic masculinity aside, um, Megan, do you have anything else to add to your story? Or Because this is a great segue into mine. Um, that, yeah, how are, they, how are we to prepare? Yeah, that's because that's, that's I don't think question. I don't think jumping under yeah. our desk is going to do it. Yeah. Oh no, that that was never in the Cold War when they had those um, those videos for school children. That was just so you felt better. Yeah, we yeah, yeah, had a just fallout to make them shelter. feel like they had some sort of like agency. Where's the um, closest fallout shelter? That's where you need to know. You know what? Maybe I should get a gun so I can. Kill yourself. Um, be in control. No, you just think you kill myself. yourself when yes. the nuclear weapons go off because I'd rather have a bullet in the brain than you know your skin melting. Wow, off. John, dark much? Linda Hamilton style <laughs> in Terminator Two. I, I'm glad. Yeah, man, I, I don't want to do that. Yeah, so, I'm, yeah. I'm maybe I'll just uh, nah. survive. Oh God, everything is terrible. How long would we have from when the, they shoot the nuclear weapons before it gets here? That depends on where on the given targets for a set of nuclear weapons. There's actually a convenient set of um, stencils you can get for Google Maps that will let you know the uh, size of a given detonation. And Do you think you know, Dallas would be a big target? Is there a military base nearby? I don't know. Is there? There's no. One in, Fort Hood is probably the. That's isn't there one in? Isn't there one in? Is it Denton or is it Fort Worth? Where there's one? Well, obviously Fort Worth is. Called Fort Worth. I'm presuming there's a military base there, but isn't there well, one somewhere close by? No, I think Fort Worth was like, like that was previous. I don't. That think was previous olden times. I'm not clear on where yeah. there are no, bases in Texas anymore. Tension. No. Well, Otina, if the nuclear weapons go off, I'm driving to your place, and I'm. Why would you I want need, to drive to my place? I got because I need one I, of your I guns got, to I, kill myself. A, I've got guns for me my, and my cats. I need to kill myself. Then you need to buy your own gun, yo, and or find more creative solutions and or not kill yourself because, you know, maybe it's not that bad. Maybe there's other solutions. I'm, gonna, I'm just, just going to knock on all my neighbor's door. Who has a gun? Or you could <laughs> I don't figure out burn. how to, I don't how to take burn. care of yourself. It's, you can do that too. Ow, you can't take care of yourself with that nuclear bomb is about to drop on you well it depends on again i don't think dallas is in the top five list if anything else but we could still get the because, fallout yeah you know what also i would like to be notified ahead of time if that sort of thing is going to happen oh yeah there are going to be like, alerts if all i ever over decide it. that i'm going to start exercising or eating vegetables and shit like that like if somebody tells vegetables. me look in a month all of this shit is going to be gone i'm going to say fuck it i'm going to eat pizza every day you already do eat pizza every day I. <laughs> that, that's a really good point. I already do eat pizza every day. I'm gonna just be drunk all the time then. And don't say you're drunk all the time because I go to work for forty hours a week. So there's forty hours a week that I'm not drunk. I would probably make me break my sobriety. Wow. Oh, you definitely so, should. No, so can we please stop going into the dark place so that I can go into a darker place with my story? Yeah, go on. We're ready. We are, we are um, now that we're adequately primed. Prepared, by, prepared so, now, so I just want to so say continue. that before we started the podcast, we took time to try and find a palate cleanser light happy story to finish things off with. I had no idea we were going to get this dark during the episode. Otherwise, it would have redoubled our efforts to find a good palate cleanser. So we'll have to figure out some other way to uh, 
add levity into the moment to make us less likely to just say, fuck it all. Because this is my thing, okay? This is my little segue before I go into the story. Is personally, I'm not that excited about the idea of immortality. I think immortality is entirely overrated. Immortality? Yeah. I think immortality is entirely overrated. I think that eventually either your mind would collapse under the weight of its own memories or you would just kind of get bored and listless with being, I mean, unless, you know, interstellar travel is possible, then we can talk about the possibility of exploring. I still think it'd be very logical because how are you going to, I mean, they're going to know. Yeah, you're, you're, so you're, you're about, still so you're still like renewing your driver's license, and you're 150 years old, and you look the same. You're thinking about how to exploit the in, no, I'm the, the how to explain it, exploit, survive, whatever, deal with the surrounding society at large. And I think that if you're immortal, there's other things to be concerned about, and or that wouldn't be that big of a deal. That's not the, the, the point I'm trying to make is that instead of getting so concerned about the idea of uh, or the only the only thing that interests me about, about immortality is the idea of seeing what happens next. I just don't want to get old. That's the only thing that excites me is seeing what actually happens to us as a species or us as a society or whatever else 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, however many years into the future. So by that same spirit of curiosity, that's also one of the reasons why I'm not super excited about offing myself the second things get weird because mm-hmm. I want to see what happens next. Because if anything else, it's going to be fucking interesting. Mm-hmm. I but just don't want the world my... to treat me old like an old person. Fair enough. Well, you definitely aren't going to off yourself the second things get weird because aren't you into like fucking anime and steampunk and shit like that? Among other things, yeah. <laughs> okay. It provides, well, it provides you plenty count of... on shit getting weird. <laughs> it provides plenty of imaginary fodder for possible survival, survival strategies, yes. But to segue <laughs> neatly in... Well, not neatly. To segue clumsily into the story yes. I brought, there is a book... That is coming out here, I think. Um, it may have just, just dropped recently. The book is called Trumpocalypse, The End Times President, A Battle Against the Globalist Elite, and The Countdown to Armageddon. Have you been practicing that voice? Because I think that was, like, very appropriate. Yeah, and I think it messed up the mics a little bit, but that's okay. I, don't I haven't been practicing or anything. but no. That's what Trumpocalypse does. It messes with so, mics, among other things. Messes with technology via little EMPs speak. created by tiny little n- nuclear explosions. Get that joke where I said mics like it was a person's name. Yeah, Go on. That was nice. That was nice. <laughs> anyway, it's written by the same guys that wrote the Babylon Code a couple of years ago. And for context, the Babylon Code is basically where they spent a lot of time and effort and research combing through the Bible to kind of do this like pseudo-numerological Nostradamus slash... Um, like predictions, yeah, predictions about you know, how the world's going to end, based in a in a biblical uh, biblical form. I just want to read some of the taglines that came along with this book. Um, and again, this book is mostly being um, advocated by and is this like uh, a right winger? Oh no, 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 no. This is, the thing. This, is this is far beyond right wing. Uh-huh. This isn't just right wing. This is this is basically um, all all the blurbs and the people getting really excited about this book are almost exclusively from the extreme Christian evangelical like, rapture people, super fundamentalist rapture folk. I mean, the book got, got a stellar review from the guy who wrote uh, Left Behind, among other things. Um, his his poll quote Kurt was Cameron. <laughs> he acted in it. He didn't write it. Thank you okay. very much. To be clear. 
But yeah, Troy Anderson and uh, what's this other guy's name? Paul McGuire wrote this. The best pull quote I could find in this that I thought was particularly entertaining and or terrifying was, Trumpocalypse explores the enigmatic prophecies and biblical codes involving Trump and asks whether God Trump, ra- whether God, <laughs> God Trump, whether God <laughs> raised President Trump as a fearless leader to guide America and the free world through a series of major crises as the biblical and end time narrative unfolds, as many people with prophetic gifts are predicting. And shows why everyday Americans and evangelicals have rallied around Trump as their last hope of saving America and averting the horrors of the apocalypse. Is Here's- that true about evangelicals? Because I thought they had some like, like moral conflict there. Like they're like, I don't know if we should. Am I wrong? I'm thinking no, of somebody else. Well, I, the rational evangelicals were like, I don't know if we can support what this guy. What the fuck are you talking about? The rational There were some rational people that were like, we're going to vote for him because he's a lesser of two evils, but we don't like about it. They don't like him saying that stuff about grabbing pussies. Um, okay. <laughs> so here's the deal. My thing about all this is, especially in light of the recent uh, um, uh, the. Trump administration supporting the move of the uh, capital, uh, sorry, the U.S. Embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem. Which, yeah, look how that's turning which out. Which recognizes, uh, in quote, recognizes Jerusalem as being the capital of Israel in that context. And weren't there deaths from the protests, protests that yeah, resulted yeah. And the, because the, the of protests us? are still ongoing? Yeah. Yes. Um, Good so job. basically, if you, I think, if you were to turn your ear the right direction, you could probably hear. The fervid masturbatory glee of most of the evangelical Christians that are into this book literally getting excited about the idea that their salvation is contingent upon the deaths of all the people they don't like. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is the thing. It's the thing. I, I really want to make this absolutely clear that, A, this is my point of view, not the point of view of the podcast at large, et cetera, et cetera, but that. This particular flavor of Christianity is among the most scary because they've managed to softly peddle the idea that they are literally going to ride to heaven on a gout of the rest of our blood. (laughs) Okay, I'm not being overly dramatic here, guys. I'm telling you. This is the thing. Who, back at my old company, she's one of those people that you talk about. Very sweet to your face. Yeah, sweet and sweet kind of your face, but she believes that you're going to hell. Um, she would have that famous picture of the rapture as her wallpaper um, at her work computer. Do you know which one I'm talking about? The one that's, uh, no, that no. I'll show. I, I I'll show it to you. It's the one that that depicts um, people in cars where the driver is being ascended to heaven, but the uh, passengers are not. There are planes crashing through buildings. I mean, it's a horror show. And she had that on her on her computer. Um, and coincidentally enough, I work with her now at my new company. That was a surprise. There are no coincidences. It's funny that you say, um, well, I don't know if it's funny. Um, you said the, the, what is it? The salvation of the event evangelicals depends on the destruction of the rest of us. Pretty much. It makes me feel like. I'm much closer to evangelicals than I thought because, (laughs) I mean, the only difference is it's not my salvation. It's my entertainment. Well, I wish I could, I wish I could take it that casually, but the, the, the problem is that this isn't just a bunch of, 
you know, Raelian styled, like waiting for the Hale-Bopp comet to roll by so they can wrap themselves in tinfoil and kill themselves by whatever means thing. This is a group of people that not only have the ear of the president, but that have prayer meetings with him and are represented in the cabinet and are represented in Congress. Enough money or perceived influence has the ear of this president. So I'm not concerned that it is exclusively evangelicals. I'm concerned that it is the, the population that is, that has the most to offer in his profession. What, What is an evangelical? Specifically, basically, a really loud Christian. To actually, that's not terrible. That's not terribly inaccurate in the sense that they are uh, both fundamentalist and okay. Fundamentalist and evangelicals are unique in the Christian on the Christian spectrum, and they believe in a very literal interpretation of the Bible. Uh, Unlike many, many other um, uh, folk that will take uh, their religion as like the allegory or metaphorically it. or. Um, stories that you read that you know, contain lessons that you should learn about how you are going to carry about your existence. No, evangelicals and fundamentalists literally believe the Bible is going to take place literally. This is why I hate the dictionary. Listen to this yeah. definition. Don't read the dictionary. From the definition. Evangelical, a member of the evangelical tradition in the Christian church. That tells me so much. To evangelize basically means to preach the gospel in a, in a fashion that's going to get you more followers. And you're going out there and you're talking about how awesome Jesus is because you want people to be Jesus followers. This is according to the that's national. The this is the, the according to the National Association of Evangelicals. So they might not be the most. Uh, uh, what's it called? Um, anyway, the term evangelical comes from the Greek word. Oh shit. <laughs> You can, you can skip past like. meaning the good news or the gospel. Thus, the, the evangelical news, the faith focuses on the good news of salvation brought to sinners by Jesus Christ. Yes, and their interest in that salvation basically means you're either for us or against us. If you're for us, awesome, come to heaven with us. If you're against us, then I have. Then, as far as we're concerned, you're no longer human. So, are they the kind that like throw women into uh, lakes to see if they float? Uh, that, that, that's more puritanical than evangelical. Well, I mean, that's just... I don't know if that's Puritans exclusively. But Megan, to, Metaphorically, to, to, that's still happening, isn't yeah, it? pretty much. But Megan, to, to get back to your point, my primary issue is with you know the Abrahamics altogether, but especially in this particular case, is it's not just a matter of they're spouting these cool things and even the president's hearing them. It's the degree to which it's been so ingrained in our popular culture is so ingrained in our underlying, like, Jungian subconscious that the idea of this final battle is something that people that aren't even Christian acknowledge and some even secretly want themselves because they because we, we want to have this big final fight and just all settle all this stuff and finally get it all out there and PC culture be damned. Let's just fight it out and see who wins and see what happens and stuff. So That's because it means that... That signifies that everything was worth all of this effort that we put into it. But but people don't realize that we don't matter. In the grand, like, universal scheme, none of this shit matters. It's all a simulation. While I appreciate that matrix-tinged nihilistic take, I would argue that things matter exactly as much as we choose to make them matter. Except if we don't matter, and then they don't matter anyway. 
again, I, it's how much you, how much value you personally choose to assign. Except for if you don't matter. <laughs> you can choose to assign whatever value to me you wish to assign. I will assign different values to you and the rest of the people and or things in my universe. Whatever. What matters right now is my bladder. I'll be right back. You handle that. Do it. We'll take a pause because I want to get some water. Yeah. Okay, we're back from things and stuff. And uh, just to tie the knot on the end of this entire Trumpocalypse thing, um, Mm -hmm. my fundamental fear and or concern with all of it is that... This is a concept, the idea of Armageddon, the final battle, good and evil, slugging it out, whatever, is so deeply ingrained into our, into not just us as individuals in Western culture, but people in power in this culture to where fun things like caring about long-term stewardship of the planet aren't exactly high on the list because the fundies say, eh, God will take care of it, and other folks go, eh, we're all going to die anyway, or eh, I've got a space arc I'm building, or whatever else. So people don't care about the general public welfare of everybody else on the planet. It's to the point where when we talk about who has nukes and who doesn't have nukes, they acknowledge them that, oh yeah, eventually someone's going to shoot something, and eventually Armageddon's going to happen. So, I mean, honestly, we should just go ahead and get ready for that happening and not worry about trying to prevent it. It's, it's, it's when everybody all together is starting to accept this as the reality and not understanding that it is a generated reality. It is not an eventuality. It is not an absolute. This is something that a whole bunch of dudes wander on the desert 2,000, 3,000, how many thousand years ago thought, man, an apocalyptic battle against good versus evil finally settling these things. Please find me a single instance in the entirety of humanity where absolute fundamental good and evil existed. No gray That's areas. That's what happened to no- the dinosaurs. Complacency. Exactly. <laughs> but the, 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 such a thing doesn't exist. It is a synthesized narrative that we're all falling victim to that may well be the end of our species at this rate just because we refuse to recognize that it's a story that we are choosing to participate in. But when it comes in. to Trump apocalypse, don't you just feel like you just. I mean, we've all waited, at least I'm speaking for myself now. It seems like with every tick. Of the car going up the roller coaster, we thought something's going to happen. Like it, this has to be the end. Like we've reached that point where even the Republicans now have to be like, "This is some bullshit. We we this is serious now. We've got to do something." It seems like it kept on going up and up and up. Where one of the reasons now why I'm not watching the news is it just it doesn't matter. Like it's it nothing's. It, I I start to feel like there's nothing that we can do. You want to hear like what I'm, my I'm feeling positive exactly what you're saying. is on this? Let's go for it. Here, here it is. It was a rhetorical question. I was going to tell you anyway. I thought so. I do not feel that I am special enough to see the end of it. You don't feel like I you're, feel so you, like, you feel like you're a side character of a main character. Megan, you, that just by thinking that you're going to be the final girl. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Fuck yeah, John. You're Nancy. Hey, you guys are saved. <laughs> You're Nancy. In, I'm fucking in Tina. The fact I'm going that I first. I am not special enough to be the final woman, by the way, not girl. I said final girl because that's a trope in horror movies. I know, it's I know, I know. Final I just, just want to, like. Yeah. Megan, you should totally be the final girl. All the person, I hope it's a black lady. 
So you know. it'll never be a black lady. We'll take you as, as, as a unless it's like Get Out Part Two. No, no, no. I'm, I, I'm I totally not, want. I, I'm not worthy to be the final girl because that's another horror quotes. movie trope. Is that the, the uh, actually there's African American? There's usually not a whole bunch of black folk in horror films, and even no, I agree that it's a trope. But yeah. I'm saying that like it's usually a black man trope. Well, I can remember Nightmare on Elm Street Part Five. There's the black girl. The, the, there are, you know, I'm not saying there aren't black women in horror, horror films, but they typically fall uh, yeah, fall girl, under lady girl, tropes girl. Yeah. as opposed to falling under the black trope. Yeah, yeah the, okay. the black trope, so to speak. What's the black trope? I forget. That basically, like, if you are an African American character in a film, you will be you, you in a horror film that you a won't survive. B, if you do live towards the end, you will valiantly save the rest of the cast in the process oh, like, of dying. Like oh, like like um, Night of the Living Dead, or like uh, yeah, like well, ben but he died at the end. Yeah, Ben is a whole other story of awesome, just because of the number of ways in which I highly like there, in, but Charles in film history or, there were like five different types of black character right there was like the black buck there was the entertainer there was the mammy character or the or, or the magical, magical negro. negro yep yeah yeah and what's the other one um black savior or black uh, uh black messiah character which is different from the magical negro like a noble savage. Exa- yeah, there's a whole list of things. Anyway, yeah. so this again calls back to the fact that hey, it's a narrative that we are we are all comprised of respective micro and macro narratives. We choose the way this is going to run, and we don't have to choose this as a society. Mm-hmm. We don't. And in the act of saying, "Well, I guess we're stuck in this thing," it, it, it no, that unto itself is a choice. Accepting that you are not going to be the final girl or accepting that I guess I said to you. You want to be the final accept- girl, though. This is my point. Oh. Accepting, that you, no, accepting that these set of tropes that you as an individual are hence conscribed by. Except the final girl is tortured usually. This is what I'm saying. Choose your own fucking narrative. At any point in time, you can stop and say, kill yourself. Mm, these are the <laughs> narratives that I've been subject to thus far. These are the infl- it's 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 the way I view karma, essentially, as this. I'm like- going to take a nap until you guys get all of this sorted out <laughs> in life. And you wake me up when Trump is no longer around. OK. Or do you want to, like, help make the no. reality happen? I will say this, Malcolm Nance, who's been on the money so far, he said that this would all wrap up March 2018. Why March? (laughs) I don't know why. He just, he said that. He said it. The expert. He said it. (laughs) (laughs) Former, what was he in the CIA or FBI? He was a former secret something or other, like secret agent I think it was was CIA or NSA, one of the two. No, not an essay. Like he was embedded in. He some was a shit. fancy person. He, he knows some stuff. He wrote. People, yes. He wrote that that book about Trump before the election. That was like right on the fucking money about all this. He shit. is a very smart man. Yes, he's a, yeah, and he was a Republican too. Which most of the FBI are. I did not know that. Big surprise. Yeah. Most of the FBI are Republican. Yeah, well, not necessarily Republican, but conservative. If you had Again, to like choose, big surprise there. But yeah, whatever. Choose. Your point being, Malcolm Nance is money for a lot of things. So that'd be a great birthday present. All I'm saying is that choose your narrative. Like, choose your own adventure, but a little different. I used to love choose your adventure books. As did I. And that concludes my story contribution. And that concludes the show. Although, Megan, hey, um, what are you doing Uh, 420? What? What are you doing on 420? It's a Friday. Hopefully, I'll be in Dallas. Well, Uh, you better be in Dallas. 
I'm getting Megan. The proper response is I'm gonna be high. <laughs> no, I I don't smoke pot because I'm already um, delayed and paranoid. So <laughs> delayed? What do you mean delayed? I mean, like people say something and it takes me like. 50 minutes to process what they're saying completely and then respond. So maybe... If, I'm not if, really if, that quick. Can I, don't I tell you about it? Maybe if you smoke weed, that. you'll like, like swap that. All of a sudden, you become this like supercomputing Mentat type. Mm-hmm. No, that's not I right. become paranoid or goofy as fuck. Megan, did I tell you about the time that uh, one of our friends and I, we were high, and we were... I think we were in Allen... And we were going to go to Taco Bell, which is very like, of course you're going go to go to Taco Bell. That's pretty fucking stereotypical, yeah. And so I was driving, and I stopped, and we're and we're like there for a good like two minutes or so. This is like late at night, and we're I was waiting for them to take our order, and the passenger we we're both waiting to take our order, and we realized that we were like at that screen before. <laughs> <laughs> before the actual part before, where you, before you ordered it, yeah. You so had the little light, the, the little lit up sign that yeah. says, like, thank you, that was, through it. When was that? Not in high school. You didn't smoke No, that was like, that was, uh, that was like the year that I dropped out of college. I've done a <laughs> lot of shit, a lot of really dumb shit when I was stoned in high school. Oh, dumb God. And then shit. when I got, and then another time I got stoned, I would get stoned and lock myself in the bathroom. That's impressive. I'd get stoned too, and I'd close the blinds. I remember one time we got stoned, and I closed the blinds because I was I was a hundred percent convinced the police were outside and they knew of that what we knew. were doing. Have you seen that uh, that um, onion segment about about getting high? No, there's this great onion news video where it's basically like, just so you know, you're high. You'll always be like this. Your parents know. Your job. Oh, is know. that the Karen? Everybody's know. Uh, Everybody is that, knows. Um, Karen Karen Gilmartin from uh, from My Favorite Murder. She did like a she had like a comedy deal with this other guy and it was what well, late night thing and they were doing like a song about you're just high like to, to calm down you know oh, no, this, is exactly opposite. this is designed really to terrify funny. you oh. <laughs> this is like nope this is your reality now <laughs> this is the way your normal is you will be high all the time Do you remember that <laughs> megan i was i don't think you were there we we're at a party at one of our friend's house and it was like i was stoned at i was stoned and drunk and regina was talking to me and talking to me and talking to me and i was so high that i couldn't speak but in my head, I was like, she's ruin- ruining this for me. I need her to be quiet. And I guess what I did? What did you do? I threw a glass of water in her face. <laughs> that was probably not your best choice in that situation. She I had a similar funny. experience once um, I when you, I took Regina. two different <laughs> stimulants at once. That sounds like a terrible idea. Oh, my God. It was the worst. Like, it was the only time in my life where I, like... I mean, with marijuana, I imagine, of course, because I've never done it, um, you say something and then it's like a delay to space. But this was like, I said something and part of what I said was, listen, I know that in a few minutes I will finally realize what I've just said to you. It's like someone from the future coming (laughs) to the present and saying, I know that I'm from the future and that now this is the past. So just wait for it. And then it happens. It was like that. It was horrible. Like I, I wanted to, I, I think I wanted to die. It was, it was the worst. I did not know how to handle that. What's that? Luckily it only lasted for a few hours. What's that medication they give you when you get your wisdom teeth removed? It's like hydrocodone or something. What? Yeah, it's an I hallucinated my balls off on that stuff, and guess what I saw? 
I w- remember I was God? on my futon. I was looking up because I was so just out of my mind. And above me, I saw a huge asshole that was diarrheaing all over me. Like, a, like, an, like an actual asshole? Like an actual asshole, like from Labyrinth, like the bog of a Not like stench. a jerk. But like no, a, like a like okay. a portal. Got it. It was awful. Oh, that does sound. Terrible. By the way, for the record, do not onion, take that. The, the exact title of the Onion video was "New Marijuana Study Says Everyone Knows You're High and You'll Likely Be Stoned Forever." <laughs> it's one of the best <laughs> goddamn Onion videos ever. I, 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 I will. I'll ask John to add this in the variant because there's four different variants. Each one's more twisted than the next. Oh, to the no, it, it's hilarious and amazing. Do not watch when you are stoned. Repeat. Do not watch when you are stoned because it's shit's crazy. It's awesome. I can't get stoned ever because we they do drug testing at work. Oh, I don't know if they I, still do I it. Did hash before I ever smoked pot, and then when I smoked pot, I was like, "What is this bullshit?" Well, I think this is probably a good time to uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah to call it a day. Yep. Um, it's been a pleasure, guys. Yeah. You know, it was enjoy the song. Always, indeed. Uh, what is the song? Sideways by Lauren. Hey, Ford. hey, hey! I miss you guys. I miss Aww. you too. I hope you're gonna be down here I'll soon. Punch. We'll like hug and high five and go get booze. It'll be fun. Oh, but anyway, yeah, uh, Megan on four twenty. I'm getting um, some tattoo work done, and I, I need, need tattoo work. Well, I need people to be there with me because I I'll really be don't like the tattoo studio environment. I'll be there at all. Do you want to get buddy tattoos? I don't think that you can do walk-ins. But oh. This is like kind of a high-end place where you have to oh, have fancy. You get an appointment and stuff. <laughs> yeah, like one of those places that you have have people's go to. You cannot call in January and get an appointment <laughs> in March. So, no. You cannot do a walk-in is what he's saying. They really don't do walk-ins. You cannot be support. Clearly. But you can hang out. Maybe, maybe one of them will like just, you know, maybe but, want to do a little something. I will make my own appointment in advance. Thank you very much. So. Third Eye Gallery. Who? What? Third Eye Gallery? That's where I'm going. All right. It's in the Design District in Dallas. I'll find I'm going to be there shit. for a long time. I decided what tattoo I'm going to get. It's going to be awesome. people in their 20s that make me feel uncomfortable. Oh, my God. Why is it so many old people cannot and get they, the fuck over the fact they're old? Just get used to it. And stop. they play music that I don't listen to. Oh, my God. Stop being so ageist. They're young. Let them let them enjoy their youth. Stop crucifying them for being young and having fun. You two were once young and having fun. No, even if I was in my twenties, I now still don't. I don't. I still don't like the tattoo studio environment. I just it feels like a clubhouse, and I like don't. Fair I just enough. want. I just want there That's to be. That's why he silence. got his first tattoo in the back alley in a garland. John, John, yeah, John, listen to me. You are one of the cool kids, John. It's okay, John. Oh, I was you, never are one of the, cool you, you are now one of the cool kids, John. It's okay. Well, we're wrapping up now, so we'll be back next week, probably, maybe. <laughs> hey, secretly timid hey, listeners, two things. I fucking look forward to this every week. If I don't have this on Sundays, I don't know what I will do with myself. I'm we'll usually, I usually week. like break brunch and then come over here and do things. Secretly timid listeners, two very important <laughs> things. Number one, if you are not one of the cool kids, you can be one of the cool kids. All you have to do is believe. And number two, Choose your own fucking narrative. And if you want to send us an email, send us an email at letters at secretlytimid.com. Um, and we'll be back next week. Goddamn right. Oh, and by the way, I finished third in the poker tournament of champions. And I had a very winning uh, poker cash session last night, which is why I'm a little out of it. So Yay. Just want to brag a little. Good for you. I'm so proud of you. I know. Me Bye. Too.